so we were talking about politics, right? And we were going to like do an episode on politics. Yeah. I was thinking, I just watched the Apple, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like an Apple release thing. And, yeah. and I clicked, yeah. I watched the comments below the Apple event on mm-hmm. YouTube. And, I, and I, it was all these people like, Apple sucks. No new products. No, it's like, they're just constantly looking like to bash Apple. Like, that's like, like the new cool thing is to hate on Apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, gonna make so definitely. many people mad in this episode but i was thinking like there's this weird political divide now like android and apple yeah <laughs> and lg and 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 like kind of the really the back burner <laughs> not so much it's really but crazy yeah, too apple, like man, it's yeah people hate they just there's this just like you said there's disdain the one the people that don't aren't really involved with apple that much they just they just they hate the whole process Mm-hmm. The thing they criticize the most is actually the big benefit. It's like, yeah, you got to pay a little bit more premium for the ecosystem, yeah. but man, is it makes things so much easier to do. There is no like, does this work with this? Apple makes yeah. sure it does. <laughs> Apple makes sure it does. Like yeah. you can just flip something from your Mac right to your phone. And I'm oh, sure yeah. you can do that Everything with connects. Android as well, but there might be a little bit more resistance, you know, yeah. trying to get something off of your it's the Steve Jobs right he was very um very much about integration like keeping everything within the company you know like he didn't want people like opening the products and being able to take stuff out and add stuff like and and I like that you know I actually like that that's what I like about Apple he's all about the user experience yes that that's it that's the thing I noticed when every time he talked about the iPod, the iPod Nano, the I, the iPhone, the Mac, he was always really focused on the user experience, not just the technology. Like, oh, how great is the CPU? Blah 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 blah. He would also be like, what do you experience when you use this thing? When you're scrolling with your finger, or is it easy to use? Is it, you know, he definitely has that trying to put himself in your shoes using the thing, not yeah. oh. I already know how to use this. You just need to learn and figure it out. Well, one thing I listened to in his book, and it really, it really struck a chord with me, is that he, when he, when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of messed up." But he was basically saying that that people, a lot of, you know, the majority of the people don't really know what they want. And at first, you know, like I said, it came across as kind of egotistical, like, "Oh, nobody knows what they want." But then again, he said that you know, if back in the horse-drawn carriage days. If you asked people like, okay, how can we improve this horse-drawn carriage? And a majority of the people would say, well, we just need faster horses. And like, well, I think you got (laughs) to dig a little deeper, you know, like what can we do to take away the horse? You know, can we, can we get rid of the horse? Can we make, you know, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because I noticed a lot of the people complaining about always like looking down at their phone or bring their phone out. They like the, the Apple watch because yeah. then they don't have to pull their phone out as much. They can just quickly look down. Oh, what was that text from? Oh, okay. Or email, yeah. you know, um, for me, I'm just not a wearables person. So it never dawned on me like, Oh, I need the watch. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I, I, I refuse to wear sunglasses. I'll just be like, oh, I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, whatever. I said about you. I've never, you know, now that you mentioned that, I'm like, you never really, you, I've never seen you wear, like you said, sunglasses, a watch, necklaces. I used to be big into wearing chains and like ball caps, but oh, yeah. I just notice it like permanently messes up your neck and your hair. 
like as <laughs> soon as you take the hat off your hair is ruined yeah. like you have to keep the hat on so it's like yep. eh, i'm just gonna be ready to go anywhere yeah well, my wife like she hates that wear hats all the time so <laughs> that's kind of someone a said something to me and it kind of stuck with me he said it was just some random guy too he said to me you should be dressed like you're ready to go anywhere and you'll get more done that way and it uh-huh. stuck with me when he said that and i was like yeah you see people they the way they dress it prepares them for a day of doing absolutely nothing oh, i'm in my yeah. pjs and my thong and i'm wearing a ball cap <laughs> oh you're not doing jack today i'll tell you that <laughs> uh and i noticed that like I would go to the gym when I first started working out. I would go to the gym in like my full jeans and t-shirt when I was like 20. <laughs> I was like, oh, I have to wear a different outfit for this. I was like, oh. So I was like, okay. So that's working what I did. Out, you're the working on jeans guy. <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, I'm like a one size fits all kind of guy. Like yeah. this is what, I'm like a Mark Zuckerberg. I like the same old <laughs> type of shirt and jeans and. Steve Jobs too. Hey. Yeah. New shoes and jeans and a, uh, a turtleneck. I'm definitely not a believer in having an outfit for every occasion. Yeah. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. You're right. Um, I did actually try, though. Did I ever tell you I went to bath, Bed Bath & Beyond? Like, it was like a year ago. I needed a robe <laughs> for um, for uh, fit modeling. And to our audience out there, fit modeling is where you, you put on, like, underwear or uh, – you work with a tailor. It's not fit modeling as in like you have abs and you're doing photos for under armor. No, 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 no. A fit model is just, you work with a tailor. So they're like touching you and adjusting the size of a, a fabric on you. And you need a robe to walk around. Cause sometimes you're changing out of underwear real quick. So you're kind of oh. almost nude a lot and you're trying on shirts and stuff. So you need to de-robe and put stuff on real quick. And also it's just useful in general, just having a robe. So I went to Bed Bath & Beyond. It's like, yeah, I've been looking around a robe. $120. I saw that robe. I was like, well, I'll just strip down my clothes when I get there. <laughs> so I just do that for every job. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Nice. If they have a if they have like a little room divider, that's I'll just use that. Let's walk over there and <laughs> strip down Hollywood movie style. Should go to Walmart, them. man. Well, there's Walmart. no Walmart. There is no Walmart in LA. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's no Walmart. That's like Seattle. There's, man. No, there's Seattle. one. There is one, um, but it's like in a really dangerous area. No, oh, okay. actually, yeah, but I, I don't ever go in there. Yeah. Um. So my mom, we had to travel to go to Walmart. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, we don't have six <laughs> super centers within two miles of us." <laughs> oh man! So before we really get into the politics of this yeah. episode. Did you see the Nicola Fraud? I think I sent it to you. The Nicola Fraud um, call out from Hindenburg Research. Yes. To our audience out there, we are not professional traders or stock analysts, so don't take our advice. Not at all. Just let's just a disclaimer here. We know what we this like. Is, That's about it. We are just saying opinions here, <laughs> dude. Did I call that or what? Like yeah, way ahead totally of schedule. Did. I was like, I, I didn't. Even, I didn't even watch any videos. Like saying about red flags and i just like this is like some red flag crap right here dude and then i started watching videos of people saying the same thing and i was like yeah this guy hardcore gives me con man vibes and sure enough they started i guess they started this report way back because it's a really long detailed report from hindenburg who Mm -hmm. by the way is short on nicola so they have a short position so to our audience out there short means essentially 
the dumbed down version is that if Nicholas Salk goes down, they benefit uh, because it's a it's a weird little thing they do, but they trade back the stock and then they pocket the yeah. difference. It's a, it's kind of confusing. Shorting is. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, anyways, so yeah, so they have the Hindenburg research uh, claiming fraud on Nicholas. A reveal of their truck and their <laughs> proprietary equipment. Uh, it actually looks like they didn't make any of it. They were just buying it from third parties and putting masking tape over the logo. <laughs> wow. So, and then there was this one that was I thought was really interesting was that they took a truck that didn't run. They put it at the top of a hill in the middle of the <laughs> desert in like Utah, and then they rolled it downhill no. on this incline, and then they videotaped no. it, make it look like it was a running truck. <laughs> oh my god. Who makes wow. up this kind of crap? This is what I was thinking. Like, no one can make up this stuff. This has to be real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to have an imagination oh God, to make up crap man. like that. And so a guy, a YouTuber, went out there, took his truck, put it on top of the hill, put it in neutral. He got up to 50 miles an hour almost. I saw it on YouTube. Watched the whole thing. I was like, wow. So they probably did do that. Wow. I was like, Jesus, that is crazy. That's uh, some straight con man way of thinking, Well, man. you know what I thought? This is what I'm thinking. This is my little theory of mine. Trevor Milton probably probably thought he can BS people long enough to get actually something happening. And he didn't realize what he was getting into. This is what I think he's... I think he was kind of a con man from the get-go on his previous business, which was like a fire smoke detector um, thing, whatever. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of the company. I'll have to put it in the show notes. But anyways, he sold off his company that made uh, fire detectors but i'm telling you right now man that's a lot different than manufacturing trucks and cars and yeah. and being in, an innovator in the technology sector that and hydrogen fuel cells that's not the same thing mm. that it's incredibly difficult to mass produce cars and trucks this is why everyone was so bearish on tesla uh, they almost did go bankrupt by the way they almost yeah. did go bankrupt it's yeah. uh, only like a year ago it was looking pretty bad for tesla Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's hard to imagine that now that it's 10 X since then it's a 10 bagger yeah. <laughs> and it's still growing. Um, oh, yeah. but the thing about it is it's like, I think he, my little theory is Trevor Milton thought he can just take his sweet time and just, Oh, I'll just figure it as I go along. I actually don't have a really good game plan and I actually don't have, uh, and I'll just lie to everybody and I'll just, uh, and then it, it, it I think he got into way too over his head because yep. I, the way he talks in interviews, you could tell he's like right on the cusp of losing control. <laughs> he's like, he's just no idea what he's doing. Like, he's like, I, I think, because he even admitted that he didn't know anything about the technology. I was like, you know what? I don't think he planned from the get go to commit fraud, but I think it, it just ended up this way because he probably bullshitted people before and it got, he got away with it. It's sort of like, uh, you know, it's sort of like American Psycho. He starts, yeah. uh, he starts doing horrible things, and then he, then he starts like beating up a hooker, and then eventually he starts killing people. You know, it yeah. just snowballs into one bad thing after another. I think that's what happens to a lot of bad apples: is that they get away with stealing something, then they steal something a little bit bigger, and before you know it, they're in a shootout at a bank, and then they get yeah. shot in the head by a police officer. You know, and then they're dead. Um, it, it didn't start off that way, but it ended that way, you know. Just got way too big for his britches. Yeah, his cons yeah. got too hard to yeah. follow through, and I think... That's so crazy, man, that, that it, 
it actually got to the level which where it's being traded that's what's nuts like you could actually buy the stock you're like wait what how did that happen how did that level you know i think he thought he had plenty of time he could just ride tesla's uh coattails and just partner up with uh gm or ford and then just slap his logo on there and we got technology and then just sell the brand i think you you first told me about it my first thought was like you couldn't come up with a better name for your company than the the first name of the other company's name, you know, Nicola. And by the way, and by the way, Nicola was established in 2016. It was only four oh, okay. years ago. Yeah, yeah. So Tesla had already been hot off the, you know, Tesla been around since 2007 or 2006. Yeah. So 10 Roaster. years. Yep. Yeah, they already been around for 10 years. They already had the Model S out in 2012 yep. and 2011. He definitely was keeping an eye on them. And yeah. I think that's why he called it Nicola, because he wanted to ride their coattails. <laughs> I'm serious. And I think I think he thought he could buy himself time. And I think he didn't realize how fast that four years was going to go by. And mm-hmm. that it was going to catch up to him. Um, but, you know, I was actually looking at his business model. This is the thing that really, and I'll stop talking about him. This is the thing that I really thought was funny. So in 2017, Tesla unveils the electric semi, right? They're not in production, but they unveiled it, the prototype. It's a working thing. It's been spotted all over the world delivering Teslas on its tractor trailer thing. And um, whatever the hell you call that, the truck bed. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what it's called. The ones that have the multiple car levels. I don't yeah. know what those are called. Truckers, reach out to us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, that was released in 2017. That was three years ago. Yeah. And I was looking at the business model. It heavily depends on the price of hydrogen coming down, but also you still have to produce batteries because the hydrogen fuel cell has to transfer energy from the fuel cell to the battery, then to the electric motor. It doesn't go straight to it. But the problem with that is you have to build out those hydrogen lines on those long trucking routes. But Tesla Tesla could just one-up you and be like, hey, we've made a better battery. Yep. Too bad. You lose. Your hydrogen fuel line truck routes long uh, business plan isn't going to work. You lose. Like, that was not a good business plan. Like, I don't, I'm, tr- I'm scratching my head because, like, I was thinking about, I was thinking about that was so dumb because if the battery density keeps increasing, the energy density on it, eventually you would have a thousand mile battery, you know, maybe not anytime soon, but that would render the hydrogen fuel cell dumb that would arrange all that infrastructure duh stupid like <laughs> why why switch all out your freight on all these different trucks oh i'm gonna go take this to the depot and i'm gonna switch it out and then i gotta put it on the electrics in my truck and then i gotta it's like no you just put it on one truck and drive straight there point a to point b this yeah. whole like you gotta switch it out and then put it on a different trailer tractor trailer and then it's like no dude that's not gonna work that is so stupid yeah. Uh, even I could see that. I'm not like some engineer economics guy. And the whole concept when you're mixing hydrogen, I mean, you you're you got to have moving parts. You got to have a lot more moving parts with the hydrogen. I mean, and the like you said the one time and maintenance. And the big thing is maintenance. Hydrogen yeah. is difficult to contain. It yes. is difficult to uh and also that's the thing too. Electricity is always going to be cheaper to yeah. run. That's the thing, too. He was touting that the hydrogen uh, combination of uh, the maintenance leasing program for the companies 
would be very profitable for Nikola and would save them money. The um, GM and like Ford, whoever was Bush, Bush or Budweiser using the, the trucking uh, routes Nikola would set up. But here's the problem. Tesla can just, in the year 2021, oh, you got that out? Well, here we go. Here's our new semi and it's updated and it's actually better than your truck. Like, <laughs> and it's cheap yeah. to use because it's electricity. Like, boom, you lose. You automatically, like, when move from Tesla, you lose. Yep. Budweiser is going to choose the truck that's obviously cheaper to run because it's electricity. It's electric and it doesn't require the stupid maintenance on the tank lines. The all that stuff doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. It was just a fail from the beginning, man. Like that's what I feel like. Just I feel yeah. really bad for anybody who got duped, because <laughs> um, I know it's so hard to realize you got duped. Yeah, but um, there's What's this there? book called. I did bring up this book read it. It's called Talking to Strangers. I think that's the title of it. And I can't remember the author, but it talks about how smart people and their ego gets in their way when they get duped and they can't, they can't like come to terms with the fact that they got duped. It's like their ego just gets in the way. Oh, Bernie? No, Bernie. He's been making me so much money. There's no way he's a con man. And it's like, (laughs) no, I'm sorry. Mr. Madoff is a con man. He's running a Ponzi scheme. Yep. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you got duped. I mean, he sounds like he was very convincing, very convincing. That's why he got everybody to sign up for him and like, oh, you, you put money into me, and I'm going to make this grow, and and you're going to get this much money back, and and you know, you know what? the crazy thing about it is too. In the book, he talks about this. The author, all it took was just a series of phone calls, and this one person in Wall Street quickly found out within literally like in a few hours, just making a few phone calls, that he was lying. Yeah. He he asked Bernie. He's like, hey, oh. Uh, what do you have uh, your investments in? Because your returns are insane. It's like, oh, it's in this company, and this company, and this company. And he's like, okay. So he calls up the companies. Hey, do you have investments from this person and this this amount? They look in their 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 sheets, their balance sheets. Nope. I haven't got a phone call from him in years. Okay. So he calls up the next person. Same thing. Wait a minute. Every person told me no, and he told me that he invested in all this stuff. So then he starts looking around, and then literally in a few days. He was already telling people this dude's a con man because everything he told me was a complete lie. Yep. And so like, he quickly found out that quick. And I can't remember the name of the guy who did it on Wall Street, but he was the one that started the rumors that Madoff was do- uh, running a Ponzi scheme. Wow. Just that simple, man. Fell apart. Yep. His mm-hmm. entire fortune. <laughs> the I think the people. same will be for Nikola and the Hindenburg yeah. uh, short thesis. On yep. the, the fraud uh, papers that they released, it's really <laughs> lengthy, by the way. It's like yeah. ridiculous the amount of detail it goes into of all the fraud. Yep. Yeah, man. I don't know. It'd be like crazy to see like what all comes out of it at some point. What most likely will happen is it'll be he'll be on trial for years and years, and then he'll yeah. probably get like uh, like ten, maybe fifteen years in prison. Yeah. That's probably what will happen. Uh, old Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos. I sent you that video. She yeah. she got uh, she got a little lucky with the pandemic, but she's going to court next year, and oh, wow. that's going to be a lengthy process trial, and yep. she'll probably get like twenty or something years in prison too for fraud. See, speaking on on politics and and really rich people, like when there's some of them, they they get to that level of, of being so rich, they you know they. They think they're above the law and they start to do things and, and it just, when it starts to fall apart, it really falls apart. 
like with Bernie. I mean, he, he probably had that, he had that lifestyle for quite a long time, you know, doing what he was doing. And then when it fell apart, when it's, when people started to question, like it went south quick and now, you know, he's, he's not in jail necessarily, but he's, you know, I mean, he's, he's a total fraud. I mean, no, he's in jail. He's serving he a life sentence. He was, oh, yeah. He? I'm pretty sure he's serving a life sentence. I remember, I remember looking it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also his uh, sons committed, I think one of his sons committed suicide and the other son is facing uh, like 30 years yeah. of prison or something like that. So yeah, his whole life is ruined. Yeah. So yeah, it's not worth it at all. Yeah, man. I mean, I just don't understand the mentality of like, when you get to that level, you know, you, you start thinking about, I guess it's like, it's once again, it's the ego thing. It's like, oh, well, I'm a multi-billionaire and all these little peons don't know any better. I can totally get by on them, you know? Oh, I meant, I meant ego as in people can't come to terms with that. That person is lying to them. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm a good judge of character. There's no way Bernie's lying to me. Yeah. I'm talking about the ego as far as Bernie, like being able to Mm, go to the level of being able to like, like what is inside him that said, be careful when you say Bernie, because people might think we're talking about Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Bernie Madoff, everyone. Bernie Sanders, it's kind of in our political fraud. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's a fraud. I don't know, man. Bernie. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't get that that whole egotistical uh mentality of once you get to that level of of wealth that you first the first thing you start thinking about is scamming people and, and doing people wrong, you know? I just I don't you know. You know what I always I always find odd is like you can just turn on any like crime show, like like forty eight hours or whatever, like real crime show yeah and you can see really quick just like that cop fbi agent in wolf wall street he could not wait to nail leo's ass (laughs) he was gonna i'm gonna put you away like that's how they are those detectives they work 60 hours a week and they can't wait till they catch that rapist or that killer or they can't wait they are they are like the real life batman they want justice and they're coming for you trust me dude if you ever get uh jury duty Look closely at the prosecutor. They're a little smug people there. I can't wait to put you <laughs> behind bars and throw away the key. Like, they love their job. Yeah. Oh, I've dealt with prosecutors and defense attorneys, like, doing loss prevention at Walmart. You know, just, and, and that's just little petty stuff. But, man, they take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, even the little small cases, you know, it's like, it's like a competition. It's, it's you know, they, they, they truly look at it like, you know, if I win this case, I don't care if he's guilty or not. It makes me look good. You know, I gotta, I gotta put this guy away. Or on the defense's side, I've got to get this guy, you know, not guilty and set him free. Even though if he really, I know for a fact he did it, but as long as I can set him free and, and look good, <laughs> be, you know, future for the future, like yes. I, and 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 to thank these are the people that go on to become politicians. Oh, yes, no. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's uh, terrifying. Ninety percent of politicians are some kind of law background. Oh. They all know the lingo. <laughs> talk, the lawyer talk. You can, what, you, you talk for forty five minutes, not say a word. <laughs> <laughs> so to you guys out there, I'm incredibly apolitical. Uh, I think I said something to you about this before. Like politics is kind of like hearing your parents argue. Like you can yeah. see both sides of the argument. Like you, you can see both sides of the coin. 
You're like, well, you did not take out the trash after she asked you 10 <laughs> times. Well, she has been nagging you. You have been nagging him like a lot over stupid stuff, mom. You know, yeah. it's kind of like that. It's like awkward. And you're like, oh, God. Uh, it really Please is. Please don't get divorced. <laughs> you know, it's like, but that's how, that's what it sounds like when I'm like watching like the house, the speaker. Clang, yeah. clang, clang. Shut up. You know, everyone's like yelling at each other. Rubble, rubble, rubble. Oh, that's the first thing I thought. Rubble, 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 rubble. <laughs> we can't do a stimulus package. The Americans have had enough money. Yeah. Whatever. There's always somebody like, ugh. yeah, politics is, is, it's a drain. It just gives me a headache. It, it really <laughs> does, like, man. It's, it's like, and people, they're, the politicians, the, the ones that are, you know, the House of Representatives, the senators, the, the president, all that, they're just, and they have to be, you know, they have to be 100% bought in to whatever side mm-hmm. they've decided to go with, you know. And the funny thing is they actually, both parties, uh, for people out there who do not live in the U.S., uh, you're, especially British people, oh my God, uh, this is a quick tangent. British people, oh my God. And in the U.K., you have like 17 parties. I'm like, how do you keep track? I'm like, this is the house of the Commons, and this is the house of the, the Flipping Birds, and it's like, what the hell? Like, how do you keep track of all that crap? Who, how, do you even, how do you go out and vote? I'm so confused. I'm like, I only get two choices. What the? They have the Queen, the King, and the Prince, and we have the Kardashians. Okay. Like, hey, the same. That's, oh our, that's our royalty the u.s royalty she's the queen yeah. uh yeah it just makes me laugh i'm like dang us americans we got it easy like we only have two choices yeah. well three just, you're independent you're republican democrat or independent i guess is the third party well it's not really a choice is it i mean yeah. it's sort of like it's like filling in on the multiple choice none of the above Yep. <laughs> e, none of the above. I'm gonna start a new party called None of the Above. None of the above. That's me though. I'm I'm with you though. I'm apolitical. I don't really jump in full force, both feet into either party. But it's funny. Yeah, looking back, looking back on my like childhood and stuff, I never really took a side. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. I did for a while though. I was I was really because I mean the way I was raised was you know very. When we talked about this in a past episode, but I was very uh, sheltered and my mom was, you know, really hardcore Republican. I remember going with her to the voting booth and I would go in the little, you know, the booth where they'd close the little curtain thing and she wouldn't even look at the candidates. She would just push the Republican button and then, you know, do the little thing to make it vote for all Republican. Like... (laughs) That's all she did. Like that's that was the voting process when I go. She was loyal, very yeah, (laughs) Republican, and done. We're done. We're out of here. Like, well, voting's easy. (laughs) You just voted for murdering babies or some crazy shit. (laughs) Throwing babies into a a wood chipper. (laughs) Yeah, but as long as he's Republican, it's okay. You know, I was I was thinking, I was thinking about it really cemented my apoliticalness when I went to college and my teacher for government, he, uh, he was like, open your third eye and listen to politicians. And you'll notice they both want the same thing to convince you that politics is everything. They want you to believe that you need them to change your life positively. And if you don't vote for them, the other guy's going to ruin your life negatively. 
And I, yes. and I was thinking ever since he said that, that's all I see is a guy trying to convince you. It's like a damn ad. It's like to buy this pizza, get the new nine ninety nine. That's all I see now. It's like just a guy trying to convince you how much he, you need him. And when yeah. reality is the only person you need is right in the mirror. It's you. Yeah. Every you political want, mm-hmm. ad, it it's, every one of them is negative towards the other party or the other person running against. Yeah, it definitely devolved in the last like, 30, 40 John, years. Yeah, John Johnson wants to kill your grandma. <laughs> Don't vote for him. <laughs> like, uh, vote for Bill Bronson or whatever that, you know, whatever. <laughs> but that's how it's very, they're very like, he wants to take your wife and have sex with her. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of that movie with Will Ferrell, uh, What's that movie called? It's got Will Ferrell and, and Zach uh, Galifianakis. The campaign. Oh, the kissing baby part. Yeah. <laughs> I love the part where he's like, he's yeah. like, he was like screwing Zach Galifianakis' wife on camera. He's like, I screwed your wife. <laughs> he wanted to run that as an ad. Yeah. Don't vote for him because I screwed his wife or something like that. I was like, oh my God. And then he was trying to run it and, and, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he was like, uh, we can't run this. <laughs> that's, yeah, oh that's God. an extreme version of it, but it's not too far off. No. Well, especially when he flies in with the, the keytar and he's like on wires. I'm like, that's so Trump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, Biden and Trump should just have like a, a like a ring match. That's what I was uh, thinking, man. With a the WWE big, style. Yeah, or the with the big uh, blow-up boxing gloves. <laughs> like the massive ones that are like air-filled. But just, no, man. I'm, I'm thinking full-on, full-on like drop kick, pile driver, okay. cage okay. match. like top, top rope, <laughs> leg drop. Nice. Trump hits Biden in the back with a folding chair. <laughs> that would get really boring really quick, actually, because they're both pretty old. No, no. See, then you spice it up. Then you spice it up. You know how in those WWE matches, they always bring on another fighter out of nowhere? Yeah, All of a sudden, yeah. you'll be like, they'll be fighting, right? And it's kind of getting boring all of a sudden. And then you can hear, do you smell what the rock is? And it's like Rock Dwayne Johnson's run for vice president. He comes on stage. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. Rock the Dwayne Johnson's here. And he's fighting for Trump. Like, And then he starts kicking Biden. And then it's all of a sudden, it's like, already, then here's the Undertaker. He's already got the people's elbow. <laughs> It's the people's <laughs> eyebrow, the people's elbow. <laughs> and then and then you have Undertaker come out on the other side. Oh my god, it's the Undertaker. Oh my god, Vince McMahon is freaking out. <laughs> you know, they always got like that excited voice when another yeah, fighter yeah, comes yeah. on. <laughs> Who's gonna win this election? We'll see. <laughs> Trump Trump, <laughs> Trump Trump clumps up the like the sixteen foot ladder and does a back drop <laughs> kick off of like on Biden. Like, oh my god. You know what's funny is he was actually on he was on Oh yeah, yeah, he WWE was WWE matches and he got like slammed by somebody or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember what happened, but he was on one of the wrestling shows, but yeah, this is the before funny thing is, political the funny days. Thing is, it does not shock me he was on there. Like when I yeah. saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that doesn't shock me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's friends. He's, him and Vince are like good buddies. You so. don't say. Yeah, right. <laughs> who who would ever see that? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that's what I want to see. Though I just want to see Trump hit Biden really hard with the folding chair in the back. <laughs> 
And he, of course, going to be really over eccentric, over exaggerated. Oh, yeah. Oh, fake punching oh, and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Biden's going to be like, oh, what do I do now? Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to kick him. <laughs> I got to fall down and roll in the ring like I'm really hurt. <laughs> Biden's going to do that stomp kick thing where they stomp <laughs> and make it sound like they're really hitting them hard, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Surge of energy and be like, raw. Ding, ding, ding. I'm a bud maniacs out there <laughs> this is for the climate i got a funny story for you so you know or the the vice president nominee kamala harris kamala kamala harris biden announced that she was going to be the vice presidential nominee. the same time not even a day before that Kamala Harris was presented as the nominee. One of my favorite wrestlers from back in the early eighties, mid eighties, what had passed away. And his name was Kamala Harris. What? Not even lying, dude. I swear to God. This, and, and his whole persona was this uh, Ugandan giant. Like he was from Africa and he wore all the, the, the paint, the body paint. And he was just, like it was just, I loved him. Like I loved him as a wrestler. And so I posted on Facebook that he had passed, you know, I'm like, Oh, RIP to uh Kamala Harris, you know, this and that. And like, uh, Claudia, she called me or texted me or like something that was like, what, what do you, or, what's going on? I'm like, what do you mean? She's, she's like the post you just did about, about Kamala and, and the picture that was just, kind of weird like what are you okay i'm like what are you talking about i had no clue that kamala had been you know places the nominee <laughs> with joe biden it just complete coincidence man and i'm like I, I just told her i'm like no I'm, this, he's a wrestler kamala you don't know kamala his exact same spelling everything and it was just like this whole moment i'm like no i was talking about this wrestler that passed away <laughs> yesterday and and i was doing rip to him and she's like Oh, I thought you were talking about Kamala and, and showing a picture of this Ugandan giant looking dude that former <laughs> wrestling guy. Like, no. I don't. And to our audience out there, Claudia is a coworker we used to work yeah. with. Right. Very She's sweet awesome. lady. Yeah, very sweet. Uh but I was very gonna, much I was gonna say her reaction though is not too far off from my reaction. Every time I see some celebrity has passed away, I'm like, oh, is that real? <laughs> what is this like i don't know can't trust this uh, you can't believe anything you see like the r.i.p or whatever oh speaking of uh passing away um i couldn't believe the guy played black panther oh i know man that's sad that was really sad chadwick boseman yeah yeah that was one that got me i'm like what what seriously yeah no way like yeah, I think when something. I saw that, I was like, fake news. <laughs> I was like, no, he's only like 43. Like, yeah. like that. And I was like, no. The, the big one for this year, too, was Kobe Bryant. And that one got me. Like, Kobe Bryant? What? Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. Well, I believe that one because there was a huge crowd in downtown LA, and I saw it in the news. Oh, the wow. photo, and then I saw people like gathering. I was like, whoa. So that, that definitely yeah. was already like past the, it has to be verified point for me, you know? Right. Because like, I didn't I, see it like, I didn't see the first time like on Facebook or something. I didn't see that. Oh, okay. So. See, I'd gotten the, I'd gotten the, uh, Renee had actually sent me a link to an article. I'm like, that's whatever. That's fake. Who's going to, uh, who would put that out there like that? That's not even fun. Cause he's got a family. 
And then like, wait, that's real? What the hell? That's some random stuff right there. Yeah, and he crashed not too far wow. from where um where I frequent. I frequent to our listeners out there, I frequent Calabasas. It's this uh, yeah. and like Agora Hills and I live in the, in the valley, San Fernando Valley. So he crashed yeah. around those mountains that those Santa Monica mountain range around there, I think. I think he was going past Camarillo yeah. to the, his practice. Yep. They were going yeah. to a baseball practice, a softball, softball yeah. game, softball practice. Yeah. Sad. And man. that day it was particularly foggy. And yeah. uh, I think the pilot, uh, not to like point fingers or blame anything, but I think the pilot, uh, I think usually the pilot will say, you know, oh, we can't fly during this. But I think, I think he went ahead and, you know, said, oh, I could do this or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, they were in the air for a long time. Oh yeah, they were in the air yeah. for like an hour at least. Yep. So it wasn't oh, yeah. like they just got in and it immediately went down. It was it was. Well, a they did a couple of circles too because you know the uh, ground control was telling them like, hey, you know this really foggy, hang out for a minute. So sad, man. Really sad. And they probably didn't know about it to the last second, which is horrifying right. that's, uh, either that's way. Hard. But still, because yeah. uh, the fog, you know, it, you know, you can't really tell how high am I? What's my pitch? What's my yep yaw or whatever it's called uh, the, uh, i remember this pilot talking about it like in some cases you'll be flying and you just have no idea where you are like yeah. for a split second because you just lose uh you lose like your uh sense of oh, what's it called what's it called when you when you lose your sense of like up and down like vertigo oh vertigo yeah yeah yep. you get like almost like a split second of vertigo when you're flying in helicopters sometimes uh i can't remember the term they used but yeah that happens to certain the sensor, the sensor on that particular helicopter that detected the proximity sensor. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what he was kind of talking about. You can lose sense of like how yeah. your elevation and, and you yeah. can lose like, am I tilting too much? Am I, you know, you can lose that, yeah, well, especially in the park either. So they didn't get any kind of notification. Like it just was like cloud, cloud, cloud mountain. Like fudge. Yeah. <laughs> and helicopters are dangerous in general because it's not oh, like a yeah, plane. Man. It's not like you can just glide in and, like yeah. oh i lost my engine let me just glide into a, a strip you know and land well the the whole concept of the helicopter is the the blades are basically the wings so you have the two wings on top of your device that's carrying you that are just you know making the wind go like it's a little bit different like if the helicopter malfunctions you're done like it's not like an airplane like if a small air aircraft malfunctions the wings are still stable and you could still like glide in to land helicopter. You're screwed. You know, if the, if the engine goes out, you're pretty much, it's out. essentially like a falling elevator. Like, yeah, you know, those yeah, are super rare, is. but it's like a falling room. Yep. As soon as you lose control, you're, it's, you're going down. Yep. I was looking, I'm actually looking at, uh, doing some like, uh, flight, uh, training, like taking some flight lessons. And that's one of the brochures I got was saying like, it was one of the, the, topics was what if the engine goes out you know what do you do and then and they said most almost every small plane can glide like it's it's small enough and there's not enough weight that it will still glide like if the engine goes out you're still good you can just glide yeah. to some kind of landing place but yeah helicopter nope. a lot of cele- a lot of celebrities have actually passed away in helicopter crashes uh, yeah stevie yeah. ray vaughn um yeah. I'm drawing a blank, <laughs> but uh, quite a bit of people have died in helicopter crashes, uh, yeah. plane crashes too. But yeah. usually if it's a plane crash, it's a private jet and there was probably partying and drinking involved and over, 
not not to be funny, just you know, overworking a pilot too. Like, no, you're gonna fly me to my destination. I don't give a crap. You didn't slept in twelve hours. You know that kind of that always leads to something bad happening. Or the pilot hitting up the party too. <laughs> Let me just put this on autopilot. Let me do a couple of lines. Take a couple of shots. He put he blows up the thing from Airplane the movie. Yeah, so good. <laughs> this is the autopilot. What a classic movie. <laughs> and by the way, Tara, listeners out there, autopilot is actually a real thing. It, it the plane will fly autopilot. Like it's just not recommended that you leave it alone, walk away. Like, and it's not recommended you use it for landing either. Right. Here's a, a random thing. Uh, most pilots, and I've heard this from actual pilots, and not me personally knowing them, but for other people that know, have talked to them, they do take naps while the plane is in flight. They take power naps. Like there is the co-pilot, and they'll they'll do like this. Hey, hey, man, you good? You know, can you got me for like thirty? And they'll take like a thirty minute power nap while the plane is like thirty thousand feet in the air. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a pretty common thing, actually. And the pilot, the pilot that I heard talk about it was saying like, oh, it's it's not allowed, but it's also one of those things that's just kind of like, yeah, just, you know, people know it goes on. We're just kind of like, you'd rather have a little power nap and be, you know, awake for the landing than be like, you know, dozing off for the plane's about to land because it's... The landing, yeah, yeah. The landing and takeoff, that's really yeah. where things get sketchy with the autopilot. That's where the autopilot's right. like, I don't know about this. You need, I need a person to help me yeah. out here. But yeah, uh, power I think nap, that's how, pilots take power naps is real. <laughs> I think that's how, uh, I think that's how full self-driving is going to be for a while. I think yeah, it'll get really close to being almost full self-driving, but it's going to require in a lot of like weird situations like, oh, I need you to take over. This is weird. I, I don't understand what's happening here. Why is there yeah. a tractor and a chicken and a <laughs> the computers be like, I'm so confused right here. I have no idea what's happening. And then the person's like, oh crap, I got to drive. I detected a donkey crossing oh, sign. What does that mean? <laughs> it's going to be a donkey crossing, but then there'd be like a pack of horses and coyotes. Yeah. And... Do not detect. Do not, does not compute. There'd be a bunch of chickens in the way. And there's going to be like a cockfight. <laughs> dirt road, like, I won't be able to detect on dirt roads. <laughs> it's gonna be like a tractor and like a naked chick flashing the car. Like, oh, what is happening? Oh, no car, you stop for that one. <laughs> you see naked chick flashing, you stop. <laughs> I bet you a lot of people are like from the Midwest, they probably think too, like snow. One word, yep. snow, like yep. <laughs> or blizzard. Uh, Elon, you forgot about blizzards. <laughs> Floods. How's the test going to do in a flood? Flash flood. What are you going to do? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of weird cases where I think that are going to be a long tail before you can just be like, all right, I'm just going to sleep 10 hours and wake up at my destination. No yep. fear at all in my brain. Okay. <laughs> I think that's going to be a while, at least 15, to 15 years, 20 years, maybe. Yeah. The only that's time that can actually happen is with the, uh, the the tunnels, like if you were on, you know, taking your car on one of the tunnels to somewhere, you could probably pretty much just pass out while it's going to the next destination. I think highways is such a low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Because you could just stay in your lane on a highway and just, I don't want to say this, but I've been behind drunk people that I have not called in because they got off the highway too fast. So I was like, eh, they're already exited. But it's like, <laughs> it's so easy. If a drunk person can do it, a computer can do it. Yeah. Like, 
you're just staying straight. All you got to do is stay as straight as you possibly can. Stay at a safe space. <laughs> I've driven on many freeways and highways where I've been like passing out with one eye barely open, just going, okay, I'm good. This is a straight shot. <laughs> <laughs> Drove it's boring track. as hell. Though. Driving on the highway is oh so God. boring. Yeah, Especially I've had road trips where I was cutting it really close, like almost to the point where I was like, I need to pull over and just go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, me too. Uh, in the South, too, it's really boring. Like, yeah. It's so flat. There's like nothing to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the middle of California, man. You you get past all the, you know, the one-on-one, all the beautiful sights and scenery. You get, you know, I-5. Farmland? Yeah, oh, that farmland. Oh, my oh, God. God. Jesus. That reminds me, dude. I drove I drove back. I visited my sister not too long ago in the Bay Area. I was driving back to LA on the five. Oof. Rough. I thought I could do it. I thought I can do it. Like, oh, this will be easy. I <laughs> I usually go to bed in a couple hours. I got five hour, five and a half hour drive, whatever. I'm driving. And then I noticed about halfway, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting tired. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to fight. I was literally slapping myself like freaking uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumb. Yeah. I was like, oh, slap yeah. myself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, almost there. I had an hour to go. And for some reason, when you get to LA and you're on the five and you're coming from the north, when you're driving through Santa Clarita, for yeah. some reason, that last hour to Los Angeles feels like an eternity to my house i don't know what what it is so i literally took the so like this uh soda water and splashed it in my face i was like i have to make it i'm so close i'm so tired and i wasn't dozing off or anything but i was like i got to make it i cannot stop and just get a hotel like when i'm only like 20 miles from home like that's so stupid and i I was like (laughs) i was thinking never again don't you ever do that again don't you ever leave the bay area at 10 p.m at night and try to make it home god man that's me and a buddy of mine when he a friend of mine from here moved to san diego a few years ago and we drove straight shot from here to uh san diego that was rough man non-stop i think he told me about that yeah and his his uh it was like a mini suv like a honda crx or something full completely stuffed full so he couldn't let the seats down to relax So the whole, like, as you're the passenger, you can't chill. You can't sleep. Like, you're pushed right up on the dashboard pretty much. It's like an airline. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, like an, it's like an like American Airlines are just so yeah. crunched up. It was just like that. Like, I was doing everything I could to try to relax and maybe get a couple of, you know, 10 minutes of shut-eye. Nope. Like, we were just down in five-hour five energies. And I I had the last stretch, too, from, like, a little bit north of Santa Clarita to San Diego. And that felt like the longest damn drive. That felt like 10 hours and it was like two hours. <laughs> it was just so long. That's Oof. what I was talking about. That that last hour, for some reason, when you're incredibly tired, yes. it just feels like, it just so feels like long. an eternity. Like, it's like, please just let me get home. Why was, was the first four hours so fast? I don't yeah, get it. I was seeing the signs and I we had our GPS up and it would say like, five more miles that five miles felt like it took like 10 15 20 miles it was bad. <laughs> you know what reminds you of? when you're you know that the the last day of school before the summer starts yes. that last hour is like it just the that clock stops <laughs> it's like, come on. and then like occasionally it'll go backwards 
Okay, 10 seconds left. No, it's actually 20 seconds left. Uh, take a nap. You, the teacher goes, oh, wait, we'll watch a movie. And you, so you take a nap, hopefully, and make it go by faster. <laughs> Get drool over your face. And like, oh, man. Oh, oh I probably saved so much time. It's like three minutes only went by. And then whenever, like, your summer break hits, it's gone in, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> you're like, We're going to do so much cool. stuff. <laughs> Nothing happens. You go to Disney World, awesome. you're done. You start seeing all the back to school signs at Walmart. <laughs> Get ready to go back oh, to school. When you see the pencils and the folders, you're like, no. Worst. I swear they put those out like the second week in July or June, whatever. Just to remind you. <laughs> Get ready to go back to school. So that reminds me. I saw this guy in his front yard. I was driving by and he walked out and it was about, it was Sunday. It was last Sunday around like seven or eight. And I could tell he was, he had this look on his face like, I got to go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> he had that look on his face. I'm like, ooh, it sucks, doesn't it? I hope you like your Mercedes. Like, <laughs> back to the ground. So what are your predictions for the election? I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, yeah, we can cover the election real quick. Um, <laughs> the episode is about politics. Right. <laughs> this is this is kind of how we feel about politics, though. It's it's like we just don't get too into it. You know, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I feel like in my bones, I feel like Trump's probably going to win again. But you know, what? I'm going to tell you what I've seen. So this is the thing that always cracks me up about Los Angeles. Like everyone just thinks everyone out here is an ultra liberal person. Uh. If you go 15 minutes west of where I live, it's Reagan country. It's called Simi Valley. It's where they shot the movie Poltergeist. It's suburbia. Uh You go out there, you'll see so many Keep America Great posters and Trump 2020. Yep. I've only seen Trump signs. I've seen one Biden sign, and I've seen hundreds of Trump Keep America Great 2020 signs. Like a complete repeat of last year. I, I, I think... This is not an attack on Biden because I don't really know much about Biden, but it, it looks to me like he's lackluster compared to what I'm the the following I'm seeing, uh, and I think a lot of the people who probably voted for Trump in the first place, a majority of them are probably going to vote for him again. So my yeah, prediction, my prediction is that he's gonna he's gonna win it, but not as easily as he won it the first time. Yeah, I think I think you know, I think Biden it's going to get a little bit more of a vote, but I think Trump's still going to get the uh, electoral college. Yeah, I just feel like I think Biden would have had a better chance if, first of all, he wasn't as old as he is because he is pretty old, um, and I think also because of the all the the things that have been going on late with all the rioting and all the the unrest and all that. I think. And he's kind of easy going and he's kind of easy going. He's not like your Bernie yeah. or your Andrew Yang. Who's like socialism. I think Bernie could have had a real good shot. Uh, Cause Bernie would have been like socialism, UBI and yeah. the riots like Bernie been all over that. And yeah. Biden, he's just kind of like, eh, yeah, I'm yeah. just a cool, easy going guy. You know, I, I think the timing just isn't right. Yeah. And also whenever there's any kind of, uh, in past elections, uh, Bush, for instance, his second term after 9-11, I mean, the country was so uh, volatile that, you know, the last they thing they wanted to do was change, right? So yeah, I think exactly. that's 
something Trump has going for him too. Uh, yeah, especially, I, uh, especially investors. Investors have this hard yeah. belief that for some reason they think Republicans, uh, if you lose and then you, a Democrat takes office, that the economy tanks. But if you actually look back on the track record, that's not true. But for some reason, Wall Street thinks yeah. that oh, Democrat bad, Republican good for stock market. I don't really know why because the stock market tanked after Bush became president. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know why people think that. If you look at if you look at presidential presidential elections, it actually hasn't swayed the stock market that much. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know exactly why people believe that. I don't know why yeah. that's a, that's a complete that's a complete uh just myth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I know then I I know for sure the next couple of months are going to be volatile as hell. Like it's going to be crazy just oh, especially I in have, the swing states like it's gonna be like like so volatile i mean it's already like almost civil war type ish like not to the level as far as like you know killings and all that stuff but i mean people are literally taking their guns and going on the streets and like confronting each other you know the the extremists on the trump people and the extremists on the leftists they're it's and it, the thing it's that blows crazy. my mind is most people are actually somewhere in the middle. They really don't yeah. even realize they're oh, yeah. like these, these people think that everyone else is on the extremes, but really most people are just, if you talk to people and really you'll realize like, Oh, he's liberal on some things and he's conservative right. on something. Like, yeah. uh, yeah. you see that with like the border patrol, like you see some of them are like, yeah, let's put up a wall. Cause people keep coming out in this desert. Uh, the, the cartels are trying to smuggle them through these, through the Rio Grande river and the desert. Yeah the Rio Grande river, uh, where, where the Texas meets Mexico. But the thing is they die. They, they come out here and they, they die from dehydration. They're trying to trek across this dangerous desert. And the border patrol says that that's because the walls are in metro, the more populated areas. So what ends up happening is that, Hey, I can just, I can just drop you off by this truck in the middle of the desert and you're going to walk 15 miles this way. And then you're going to go 50 miles North. And yeah. what happens is they just end up dying. And it's really sad. It's really freaking sad. Really sad. And I can see why Border Patrol wants to put up walls there. I can see. I'm on the fence still about the whole, like, I'm very much of the Star Trek future. Like, I think eventually borders will be a stupid idea. Eventually, like, the future of humanity, borders won't make any sense. Like, the year 2300 or whatever. Like, it won't make yeah. any sense because we will all be traveling all around the all over the place so much. That the only thing that really will matter is that jurisdictions can keep track of you. Like, oh, uh, your wife went missing. You were in Portugal yesterday. And now you're in Mexico. I'm going to go follow yeah. up and find, figure out where you are. I think that will be a thing, but I don't think borders will be as strong as they are now. I think it'll be like the U, uh, the EU, freedom yeah. of movement. I think they'll be like that in the future. But That's uh, where Neuralink will come into play. They can track you. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's just like the astronauts say when they go to the space station, they realize how arbitrary borders are. Like you just look at the earth, you don't see lines, you just see yeah. earth. You know what I mean? So it, like it all comes down to like the get off my property kind of thing too. It's like I claim this piece of land in my name. Like, well, it's you're not gonna be able to take it with you when you're gone. So what's the really point? Don't want it. You'll find that out when you don't pay taxes. The government will just take it from you. <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> you don't pay taxes, the king takes the land back from you. Exactly. So yeah, I don't know, man. That's yeah, it's that mentality of like, well, they're coming over here and they're they're taking our jobs, you know, that kind of thing. 
<laughs> like I think the natives had it right. Like you don't own you don't own this land. You're yeah. just using it. You're just renting it. Yeah. And that's the thing is like people that like that they, they get in that mentality of the owning, like this get off my property kind of people, that property starts to own you. And all of a sudden you're being owned by that property that you say you own. Because you're now you're mm-hmm. like super protective. Oh man, I saw a little kid walk through my grass. That pisses me off. Oh, you know that reminds me. This was the Crap. craziest thing I've ever heard. In the in England, they have this law where <laughs> right of passage law. I can't remember the exact term for it, but essentially it states that pretty much people should be able to walk anywhere to get to where they need to go in England. So like yeah. you can't just you can't just wall off stuff and say this is my property. No one allowed on it in England they have to be allowed to walk through your property <laughs> like it's and british people when they when they come to america they're like wait a minute you own this land and no one can just walk there's no there's no like alleyway there's no trail <laughs> i'm like and i was thinking about this british person when they said that i was like wait 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 wait. you're telling me in england i have the right to walk anywhere i want to <laughs> yeah. i was like oh that's right because they had a society before cars so they yeah. had a, like a rule of law that said you have the right to walk wherever you need to get to. I was like, oh, that is so bizarre. That's such a bizarre alien idea to an American. <laughs> so those things, uh, no, no trespassing signs in England. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. Tra- in England, they have alleyways and all these little walking trails that you can literally get around the entire country on foot, but in yeah. or Scotland or whatever. Uh, England, Scotland, Wales. I'm not sure about Ireland, but in the U.S., you can't do that. You can't just walk wherever you want to go. Like, oh, I want to walk to that Walmart 16 miles north of me. Well, good luck. <laughs> you come up to a barbed wire fence that has the no trespassing sign. It says, like, trespassers will be shot. Yeah, don't, don't go there. Yeah, do not go. Could you imagine not. trying to walk from, like, San Diego to L.A.? Oh, my God. It'd be impossible. <laughs> what are you doing on this highway? Get off this highway. What are you doing on this road? Get off this road. Like, you would never be able to walk anywhere. It's private property. There you go. It's private private for who for what oh, i was talking about the, I was about the police like you can't walk oh, on this highway. Like, you can't walk on this road you can't walk here like it it, it, no, it there's no way you can walk yeah yep. Yep. you can't walk everywhere in, in la or or america oh yeah yeah man it's so weird isn't it weird though like we're so used to that idea like owning the entire lot of land but in the, yeah. the uk that's like the opposite <laughs> yep yeah that also here also too uh, another thing that i thought was kind of weird in the uk they have this uh term called bully uh billy billy bullshitter and i was like that's trevor milton <laughs> <laughs> he's a billy bullshitter it's when someone just talks out of their ass constantly that's what they call you in in england he's just a billy bullshitter nice that's trevor like milton that. Donald Trump too. <laughs> Get off the stage, you Billy bullshitter. <laughs> That's funny though, man. Like, like Trump is is pretty much like that. Like, he's he's definitely a snake oil salesman type. I mean, he knew exactly what to what to say to first get elected. You know, the the wall thing and the. He's a halfway house for me because he at least he does like do real estate. You know, what yeah. I mean? oh, yeah, he does yeah, do yeah. legitimate deals. Just ninety percent of it's real estate. Yeah. Well, if you read his like, book, you'll know what I'm talking about. He knew what to get elected. He knew what to do to get elected. Like he knew what to do to like what to say to the people. Like he knew after eight years of of, of Obama, 
like, okay, here's what the people want. Let me give them what they want. And like, as soon as he started putting out that rhetoric, man, it was like, oh yeah. We you know that reminds me. I was going to bring this up anyways. This is this thing. This is so political now. The whole climate change. So yes. the West Coast right now is on fire. It's yep. like like literally smoke everywhere. And you were it's telling me smoke. about how you were sounding like Marge's sisters from yeah. The Simpsons. Hey, hey Marge. Hey Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Did you light up a cigarette while you're also breathing in the smoke? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> you just light your cigarette from the fire. <laughs> you walk away, like cool guys walk away. Don't look at explosions. Yep. Just <laughs> it. Seattle's on fire. I don't care. Motion. Yeah, man. It's the West Coast. I've never seen it this bad. Um, I've seen okay. fires, you know, wildfires before in the news, but never as the extent I've seen it this year. I'm like, wow. Um, it's yeah. incredible. The, the Oregon fires, I'm just like, and there's, I think there's yeah. one in California. Something people died in one day in Oregon, I think something like that. Like a lot of people were overtaken by the, one of the fires in the neighborhood. It's like crazy, man. I think this one boy was found with his dog. I was like, Oh, that is so sad. Oh, Jesus. I was thinking too, like, it's so obvious when you go to Florida, climate change is a problem. It's you, the, yeah. the dunes are gone. There used to be these huge, like twelve foot sand dunes, uh, at the beach, uh, yeah. specifically St. Augustine Beach, and you can climb in them and get inside and, and pretend you have a fort when you're a little kid, you know. And uh, they're all gone. It's just road, sand, road, and the water mm-hmm. almost goes up to the road now. It used to be this big old beach, and it's almost all gone in the last twenty yeah. something years. And I was thinking, if that's not obvious, I don't know how to make it more obvious. Like the hurricanes are getting stronger. The dunes are gone. The beach is smaller. There's and the West coast yeah. is on fire. Like yeah. the how temperature far- way above than what they ever were. 130 degrees in death Valley. It was 115 wow. in LA last week. Was I was thinking, how, how is it? How is this a political thing? It cannot be a political thing. It's not political. It's, it's the truth. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking though, it, it really cracks me up. I watched this video on YouTube. It's about, we need to speed up the shift to sustainable energy. And I agree, completely agree. But then I noticed something. I, I had to go down. I had to read the comments at him. <laughs> Everyone was so convinced. Everyone was so convinced that it's impossible to do. I'm like, you do realize it's already happening, right? Yeah. Like, you do realize more people work clean energy jobs than dirty energy jobs. Like, I don't, I don't know where this lie started, but it's like, it had to be started by big oil. Like, oh, you can't power the earth on solar. It won't work. It will never work. It's too expensive. And and somehow that has just spread all over the country. But guess what? More people work for clean energy than they do dirty energy. So that means if big oil goes out of business, that's not that many people losing their job. <laughs> Dummy. Like, I, it, like, if you look at the data, it's like almost three times more people work clean energy jobs than than dirty ever like it's it's insane how many people work in solar and i was thinking um yeah uh, you do realize it's actually working right i mean it, we need to speed it up of course uh yep. before the earth catches on fire but it's already working like this idea that it's not going to work is dumb all i'm saying is that gas stations even now like i know the covid's going on and all that but I haven't waited in line at a gas station in 
months and months and months, like since the beginning of the year. And it's just not, there's not, you know, the more and more Teslas, the more and more electric cars, the more and more hybrids, there's just not the demand for gasoline that there used to be. You know, even mm-hmm. the prices are maintained. You know, the prices used to be, it would like one week could be, you know, two fifty, and the next week it'd be three eighty five, and now it's just basically about the same, like all the time. So that's a good sign too. Like, I, I that's that's showing a little Have bit you of seen progress. Have prices of oil companies the last tanking. five years? It's literally no pun intended. They're all tanking. Yeah. I don't think that's a coincidence with when you compare the chart to yep. solar tech companies like, like yeah. Tesla and you compare it to the oil, it's quite obvious what's happening. We're transitioning. Yeah. We're, we're in the middle of a transition. It's a slow transition, but it's happening. You know, we are, not- we're transitioning to what is called the third um, industrial revolution. The yep. third, second one was oil and the internal combustion engine. The first one was coal and the steam yep. engine. That was back in the late 17, early 1800s. The second stage was gasoline and oil. That was the late 1800s. That was when you had your, I'm the big oil man. I'm here to to figure out what the oil is. I'm just going to help your town out. That was the late 1800s. And now we're entering this new transition where solar has come down almost, I think it was like 80 times cheaper than it was back in the year 2000. It's 80 times cheaper now. Uh, it's 15 cent per solar cell. It was like $80 per solar cell yeah. <laughs> at some point in time. So let that sink in. It's, 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 it's happening. It's just, we need to speed it up even faster. And that's what Elon was talking about. We need to Elon push Musk it. Is the, the new Daniel Plainview. <laughs> that you just talked about. I'm just going to make some EVs. No, no big deal. Just, just going to keep everyone, everyone safe. And is <laughs> This is what we have to do now. <laughs> I'm a goo man. Did you see that South Park with that goo? <laughs> the South Park episode parodying it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I agree. That's that's it's the direction we're going. I mean, it has to. Oh, we're going that direction. We just need to go there faster. That the yeah. problem is we're behind schedule. That's all. Well, the problem you is know. too is that the the oil tycoons, the the ones that have all the money invested, they're not going to go. They're not going out without a fight. You know, they're not just going to give yeah. up and say, and, and like you, we talked about this before with the the companies, the GMs, the Fords. It ain't looking the, good, though. I tell you that, though. Yeah, but that's I all they do. I wouldn't put my money so in it. Right. I'm saying their their entire uh, corporations, their entire companies have been based on combustion engines. And now they're trying to transition to electric. Whereas See, Tesla has been this doing is my theory. This is my theory. Hydrogen? I was trying to put it together in my brain, and I don't think I ever told you this. I was like, why are they so focused on the hydrogen? Why is Toyota, Nissan, Big Oil so focused on the hydrogen fuel cell? And I thought, and I realized it, it, a light bulb went off in my head because it keeps their skin in the game. It's something that they kind of know. It's something yeah. that's kind of familiar. You got to put your thing in, and you got to put the fuel in the tank, and then you got to take it out the fuel, and it's more fuel, and fuel, and fuel, and you got to light it on fire. And, and like, like That's why. Like, the, the whole electric car, computer, and wheels, it's so alien to them. What is this software? What is software? What are you, where, do you put, where do you put something into? <laughs> it's like the... the where do I put my wrench? 
like even the Back to the Future, the the newest one, like it runs on garbage. You still have to put stuff into it to like process. You know, there's there's still that whole concept of of you need all these moving parts to like make the stuff work. But that's where they mm-hmm. don't get it. That's where that's where the that's where it falls short. Is that they can't get off the idea of like having all these different things that have to happen to make the car go. They're they're trying to keep the core of the fuel based economy service dealership yeah. model. That's the problem. They want more of the same, but I'm yep. telling you, it ain't gonna happen. You know what? It, you know what reminds me? Of? I know I said this a bunch to you already, and I said it on the podcast before. It reminds me of Blockbuster. Remember, Blockbuster yeah. did get into streaming, but they kept yeah. making everything about getting getting you into their store. Yep. They kept making everything about come on in Blockbuster and we'll figure it out. Like, yep. like no, no, it's streaming that's that's the thing dude yep. <laughs> that's like, very that, that's true what, that's what makes me scratch my head about the hydrogen fuel cell it's like yeah. you do realize you still need a battery in the car yeah. <laughs> you dummy like just go to the source you still like, have to pump something into it you still have to have all of these different things happen and to a make lot of maintenance work. and a lot of maintenance a lot of maintenance yeah that's the thing is like they don't want to give up on the mega dealership either because like you said, that's where you get a lot of the that's money. That's familiarity. Like, it's like a warm yeah. blanket for them. And that, that word fuel, <laughs> fuel. See, electricity is not fuel. It's electricity. Yeah. It's not something you fill up. I filled up my battery. Like, no, no, no. You charged your battery. <laughs> you don't say I filled up my battery. It's got a, you know, it's got a good 300 miles left on it. And it's heavier because I filled it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a battery is the same. A battery is the same weight, no matter whether it's charged or not. Charged or not fully charged, you're not going to increase the weight of the car. There's so many things, man. I didn't think about it for the longest time with electric cars, but it's just completely revolutionary. And the thing about it too, the thing about it too, is because hydrogen. If you produce hydrogen, then you can control the fuel, and then you can have a monopoly on the hydrogen. But see, nope. if you have solar and wind and all these solar, all these electric sources, you can't control the fucking fuel. That's why they want to control, control the fucking fuel. They can't control the fucking sun. That's why they want to fucking do hydrogen fuel cells. That's all it is. They paid this YouTuber. I kid you not, dude. They paid this fucking smart YouTuber to make a great video about how great hydrogen is. And it's so freaking obvious. Shell is behind it. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, I got to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you. It's so freaking obvious. It's just an advertisement for, for Shell to stay in business. That's pretty much what it is. Wow. I was telling her, I was talking to Renee about this, you know, and I was telling her if we, you know, we're having a kid soon. We're like, you know, debating living back in Arkansas. And I'm like, well, if we end up buying a house there, which they're extremely cheap, um, like we're definitely going to get the solar powered Tesla solar roof and we're going to have the model Y. So we'll be basically charging our car with the solar powered roof. So we won't be paying any kind of electric bills at all. Actually. In fact, in some cases you'll be getting paid. Yes. To have yeah. We'll be getting in the paid. UK, uh, shortly after the pandemic started in the UK. And by the way, people UK is rainy and freaking cloudy like Seattle check this out. They were producing so much energy from wind and solar in the UK and no one was using it. They were paying people. They were calling up people saying, hey, uh, can you like use your dishwasher and like charge your Tesla and we'll send you money? I kid you not. They were calling them. The energy company was calling them because they were overloading the grid from so much solar production. Yep. And this oh, yeah. is where Elon was talking about. We need to 
mass produced batteries like never before. And this is what he's talking. He's going to talk about on battery day coming up on the 22nd. He's going to reveal how we can do that, how we can produce more batteries than ever before. Cause we're going to have to store this energy. The sun is dousing us. It's like peeing all over us in energy <laughs> constantly. It's why we exist in the first place. It's a golden shower. It totally is, man. Like to think about that. I'm, I was telling her about this. Like our the the house we were looking at is the mortgage would be like seven hundred dollars a month, right? If we have a solar power roof, and in Arkansas it is sunny quite a bit, you know we get a lot of sun. I'm like, we'll be basically getting paid to pay our mortgage from <laughs> you know like we won't really have a mortgage payment because we'll be getting paid from all the solar power that we're bringing in. We won't be paying for gas. We won't be paying to charge it because it'll mm-hmm. all be coming from that. Like, like we have basically our house would be this solar powered grid because you know the roof would be fully covered. You know, it's and your average yearly maintenance, I think, on a Tesla Model Three, I think it's only like a thousand bucks per year, yeah. which is incredibly yeah. low. And we're not, and then that's that's like you're not paying gas, oil changes, none of that. So. Mm-hmm. And, like, and just get yeah, you an electric stove. Don't don't get you a gas stove. Get you an electric one. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like, and and the electric bills in Arkansas they're a little bit more, but I'm like, we won't be paying any of that. We'll have it completely fully paid from our. You know what that reminds that- me of? You ever seen that Family Guy episode where Edison has electricity across the street and the guy doesn't? He's like, yeah. oh, you don't have air conditioning and lighting and music? He's like, dum, dum, dum. he's like playing guitar and crap. <laughs> That's going to be you. You're, people across the street from you are going to be connected to the grid after a tornado or whatever. They're going to have oh, no yeah. power. They're going to have like a diesel generator. Dum, 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 dum. I can run the fridge on this. Like, oh, really? Well, my whole house is powered. I'll sell you something. <laughs> <laughs> you just crank out an amp. And you just start playing. I love this electric guitar. I'll do like a little storage of, of like power, like sell it to them. And look. Here's oh, a, that's right. There's only one gas station left. You have to yeah. wait in line at the gas station. I don't even have to do that either. It's over at the Sam's Club, right? You got a Sam's Club membership, right? <laughs> oh, man. And you said you're going to sell them something? What were you saying? Yeah, I'm going to sell them like, like bottle up the energy somehow and like sell them. You're going to sell them power wall batteries. Here you go. You can. Here you go. It's fully charged, ready for you, ready to go. <laughs> I got a plan. I got to like, I, I told her, like I was telling her, if, if we are going to do this, you know, and I don't want to move back to Arkansas per se. And, and like, we don't have to be there permanently. You know, it's not like we have to settle in and plant roots or anything, but we're going to make it count. Like we're going to take advantage of the, the extreme cheaper cost of living for sure. And the funny thing is too, like Amazon has a ton of jobs that where you don't actually have to be in a major metropolitan city to make no, good money anymore. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm whispering that because so many people are like, what? I can move back to Utah? Like, right. <laughs> do, uh, uh, a station there, like a new flex station. In Little I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about literally like, like every time I've ever had complained or went on like, and I've called someone, they're not at a call center. They're at somewhere oh, else. Yeah. There's yeah, so yeah. many now like work at home jobs now. I'm like, come on, you don't even need to be in a big city anymore. Yeah. And like Renee's like her jobs will be working remotely. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's so many remote jobs now. It's so obvious where everything's heading. Like it's, as bad as COVID has 
been that's been one of the the, bon- the benefits is that it's proven that you don't need to be in the office to do a good job you know like mm-hmm. renee's that completely here like she's done a bomb ass job working from home she hasn't been yeah, in the you office can, like you could do uh you could do support jobs like for verizon or like amazon oh, yeah. from home yep. you don't have to do that they'll just send you a laptop yeah oh yeah for sure I remember I was yeah. talking to this one guy. I was complaining about something that called Amazon. And I noticed, like, is that a TV in the background? And I said something to him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm at home. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You're getting paid, and you have the TV on, and you're getting paid hourly. And, and you're working in a cheap city? Because he told me where he lived. I'm like, that's a cheap city. Yeah, man. <laughs> the whole concept of, like, oh, you have to, you know, to have a good job, you got to move to the expensive cities, like, that's that's pretty much gone. Yeah. You see it with actors, uh, a lot of actors they they make it out in like L.A. and then they move right back to their home city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't have to be there all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, what's his face? Uh, Chris Hemsworth. He moved back to Australia. Yeah. Um, Rachel McAdams uh, from The Notebook. She moved back to Toronto. Like, yeah, you don't. Yeah. And Seth Rogen, he lives in some ranch out in Northern California. Out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yep. Yeah, the the idea of just living right in the area, it's like you don't have to do that. You it's short plane ride away, you know. It's called the internet. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom calls. <laughs> I was gonna uh before we wrap it up, I was gonna say something about uh my thesis is really playing out that twenty twenty will be the year historians will look back and go, man all these trends just sped up drastically. Yeah. Like I have this thesis of mine. Uh, what I'm talking about is that you remember back in the late nineties, there was that dot com bubble. Oh yeah. There was that crazy, like, Oh, everything's going to switch to the internet. Blah, 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 blah. And then right. it didn't happen. And then they just, the bubble pur- burst. Yeah. I think what happened is we were just jumping the gun 20 years ahead of time. I think yeah. looking back, cause if you're looking at the, if you look at the stock market, you're probably scratching your head going, damn, all the tech companies are up like crazy. And you'd be right. Amazon's up like 10,000%. Tesla's up 10,000%. And pretty much anything with the internet and new world uh, technology, not new world as in like new world order, but you know what I'm saying. Anything with technology and and internet focused and just tech in general is up so much. And everything that's like old world value investing, that's all dying hardcore. Uh, I think that was what people thought was going to happen in the late 90s. That's my thesis. And it just was 20 years ahead of schedule. The yeah. investors were back then. They weren't, they didn't realize that the average consumer didn't actually have internet. Most people didn't have internet back in 99. And you did. Right. It was slow and shitty. Well, the major, the major uh, change happened whenever Steve Jobs first came out with the iPhone. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, really, what really needed to happen was, one, lithium-ion batteries needed to get better. Mm-hmm. Two, because lithium-ion batteries are in your phone. So there was these few little crooks, little technologies that needed to be better. The microprocessor, uh, fiber optics, and the battery. Mm-hmm. Because the battery sucked. You had, like, what, 30-minute <laughs> life on your cell phone? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you had... Uh, internet on phone cables, not a fiber optic, like a cable cable. So yeah. internet was really slow. You didn't have broadband yet. So it wasn't until like about mid 2000s, I noticed 
a good amount of people had broadband internet. It was still mostly dial-up in the early 2000s, and that was after the bubble burst. So that wasn't good. That wasn't good. You couldn't upload a page. You couldn't use apps yet because the phone didn't exist. I think that's what happened is that the cell phone, smartphone adoption mm-hmm. was so much greater than the the crappy white, dirty, nicotine-stained desktop yes. <laughs> with the keyboard. That was not adopted as yep. much as the smartphone was. Yeah. Apps, apps in general, apps have changed the world. Just having... Mm-hmm applications on your phone i mean look at it look at square if you if if our listener out there all you got to do is just look up square it's a yeah. company where they do financial transactions with bitcoin and some of that their stock is up like ten thousand percent too yeah. that was that could not have been done without applications on your phone yeah. like oh you want to give me money real quick here just get on the cash app send me the money real quick like venmo yeah. that wouldn't have been a thing in 99 that's too high tech for 99 Dude, look at the companies like the company Renee works for right now started as an app. It's an app. It's it's called Remitly. It's a uh, they send money, they do money transfers for immigrants, and it's they the guy started it with an app, and it's this multi. Mm-hmm. It they cover they they're in England, they're in Scotland, they're in Thailand, they're in Brazil, they're here in America. All started with this little app on a phone, and mm-hmm. she's you know doing really well working there. So like. And you notice everything we talked about is not really a bubble. Everything we talked yeah. about is stuff you can actually use. Like I can yeah. send Bitcoin to someone. I can. It's not a dot com, pets dot com, pictures of yeah. a dog, uh, <laughs> pictures of semi trucks, Nikola. You know, it's actually real things. Like I can get in a Tesla. It's a real thing. It can drive me on the highway. Right. Uh, I can actually get on the internet and Zoom call somebody. That's why Zoom is up so much. Like. These are things people actually use. Back yeah. in the 99 stuff, those people weren't using that stuff. The only people using that stuff were nerds. Yeah. Like, if you had an Amazon account in 99, you were a freaking nerd. Think I'm about sorry. Amazon. I remember Amazon. I went on Amazon. I, I remember going on into it, and it was all books. That's, That's what I'm saying. Was. If you were on Amazon in 99, books. you were just a nerd. Yeah, it was all books. Like I'm like, eh, I'm good. I don't. You're just too lazy to go to Barnes & Noble's in 99. Yeah. <laughs> And now it's like everything, groceries, everything you could possibly ever need within a day or that same day even. Like I've ordered stuff recently that came that exact same day. Like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> this is what they were talking about in the in the late 90s. They thought that's what they thought was going to happen, yeah. but it was yeah. just too ahead of schedule. The technology yeah. wasn't there. You know what it kind of reminds me of? kind of reminds me of the space race a little bit. Yeah. They they could barely just barely with the technology they had get to the moon back in yeah. 69. I think or did I they? Think, ooh. Ooh, this is real political now. We're getting a theorist in here. <laughs> Area 51, there's a bunker with a fake set. Yep. <laughs> you got Weinstein in there too. The flag had a what what they say the flag had a, a extension on it that held it up oh god <laughs> i've watched all those by the way we were forced to watch them in technology class in middle school oh, nice. yeah and we had to debunk every single one uh oh, through analysis we had to uh, analyze all the the tapings of the landings and uh yeah it's pretty obvious and of course we can come to the conclusion what we believe to me it's yeah. pretty obvious that the Hollywoodized version of space is just not reality. When you're on the moon, the sun is freaking bright. It's going to blind the hell out of you. When you're on the moon, 
jumping looks weird because there's less gravity. When you're on the yeah. moon, turning a flag looks kind of weird because you're on the moon. You're not <laughs> you're not on an earth. You're on another place. Yep. In space. It, it's going to look a little different. It's not going to be First of all, why would they cover that up for so long? And secondly, how could you really keep that many people quiet for this entire That's what time? I always said. Like, how do you keep 17,000? Like, they couldn't keep the nuke, the, uh, the Manhattan Project quiet. The Germans were yeah. finding out about it. Yep. So, yeah, that to me, that's that's so dumb. Yeah, we kept all 100,000 employees quiet. <laughs> yeah, okay. We gave them donuts. <laughs> I was thinking, too, uh, I think that's similar to what happened. I think we got there we got very lucky because if you looked at the data from nasa they said we had realistically a 10 percent chance of success of mm. getting a man to the moon to me i think looking back that's insane they had all those knobs and crap like could you imagine trying to get to another planet with that technology oh my god like okay we're gonna like trying to drive a model t across the country like same kind of concept like we're gonna take this wind up crank engine and we're gonna drive it no i don't even i don't even think that i'm thinking like magellan or whatever his name is that took sail yeah. from across the world in a wooden rackety boat yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna die yep. <laughs> i finally got to this place oh they're throwing spears at me now like you know like yeah that's scary man yeah i can't remember who it was but someone sailed around the world uh, probably pissing off so many history buffs if they ever hear this. Uh, <laughs> sailed around the world. I think it was Magellan, yeah, in a wooden boat to prove the earth wasn't flat or whatever. It's like yeah. He spent years on the sea. Like, that's that's how I look at going to the moon in 69. Yep. And you like, have no concept of, like, what's, like, where am I going? What's What am I going to get myself into? Maybe the earth is flat. I'm going to fall off the edge. <laughs> 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 All that stuff. Yeah, they, I mean, they they knew a lot. I'm not saying they were, let's go to the moon. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the technology. It's never been done. Like, what is what yeah. is really going to happen when we go back into the Earth's atmosphere? Or, like, is this really going to hold up? Or is it, are we just going to disintegrate? So, I guess that's why they flew the monkey in there. <laughs> <laughs> Poor monkey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, you know, that kind of says it all. You know, like, their idea of the future was sending monkeys to space. Yeah. I'm like, why the yeah. fuck would you want to send a monkey? <laughs> I think it's a test thing. Like, let's test it on the monkey first. See how he does. <laughs> the monkey's like, are you serious? <laughs> We're giving you a helmet. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine if we were the future that they thought that we were going we were gonna to be? We're going to be like this super high tech, society with flying cars and jetpacks but then we're still sending monkeys to space like yeah, i don't want to go out there send the monkey still the monkey we still got Who's... monkeys are they extinct yet we're still got monkeys right well we can just we can just uh genetically produce one right <laughs> just clone one you get, you get like a monkey with like a cyborg arm <laughs> get out there get into mars atmosphere test it out breathe the air for me Hey, he survived. He's doing all right. Oh, he, oh, he's coughing up blood. Oh, I don't know. He's not looking too explode? good. Damn it. That's the third monkey this week. Go get another monkey. Then they get oh, in their car man. and they're like fly. Me and Elroy. They're like, it's like flying futuristic city, but somehow they're squeezing monkeys. Like what? This is and that's where the Planet of the Apes came from. 
Because the monkeys are tired of us messing with them. <laughs> we need to screw these humans over. Screw this. They keep yeah face and making our heads blow up. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking back, you realize how just how terrible the technology was. Yeah. If they were really contemplating using monkeys. <laughs> Serious, man. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> hey, uh, an idea. Yeah. You know how they want to explore the universe? Yeah. I say we send that hairy thing right there <laughs> in our place. They're pretty smart, right? <laughs> they're, they're it's like humans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, send him out. Uh, you could, you imagine, like, could you imagine how scary and confusing that would be for the monkey? Like, uh, where am I? Like, monkey gets out. I mean, the world is already confusing. But, they, put but, on him. they put a spacesuit on him. He's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Could you imagine if the monkey actually like made it to another planet? Like he woke up in his like cryo yeah. sleep chamber. And what if there's like uh, other life beings there, and they think that's that's what the, the advanced race from Earth? Like, oh my God, we're way advanced than those people on Earth. Wow, we gotta we invade them. them. <laughs> we should invade them and take over now. These guys are idiots. <laughs> That's the whole idea behind Mars attacks. Or that's the, oh, yeah. they saw the monkeys and they were thought, oh yeah, these guys are dumb. Sniffing his own butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or what if it's the opposite way? What if the aliens, you know, everyone talks about the aliens are so advanced. What if they're really dumb? <laughs> they just happen to come here on some clanky ass spaceship. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. We're going to look back before we, before we end this episode. Think about it. In the future, we're going to look back on what we thought aliens would look like or like spaceships yeah. look like. We're going to go, that's just a rip off of mechanical stuff we already had at that time. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? We're going to have like electric planes and drones yep. and flying cars and like they're all electric. And like, we're going to look at these old like 80s, 90s action alien invasion movies. Like, yep. and all the stuff they're using is all mechanical and stuff. Like, lame. They <laughs> lame. They wouldn't use a mechanical weapon. <laughs> With the ammo clip, the magazine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all like hover screens and stuff, yep. and using like tele telepathic skills and shit. Oh my god! So stupid. They had no clue. It's gonna be just like how we look at sci-fi, like from the fifties, you know. Yep. Hey, Trevor, what body are you in now? Oh wow, you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> I went female this time. You know, I just want to do something different. <laughs> I'm just tired of being in the same old body. Yeah, I just wanted to go, you know. I look at myself all day in the mirror. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so hot. You're looking at yourself in the mirror and you just... <laughs> <laughs> in the dressing room. Would you have that anymore, though? It'd be, the... <laughs> You'd be yeah. reaching out to grab it and be like, oh, damn it. It's gone, but I still have the sensation. 